1: In August of this year, the Minister for Foreign Affairs, Simon Coveney, officially opened Ireland's embassy to the Ukraine and said it's part of the government's global Ireland strategy to double our footprint on the world stage. The first resident ambassador to the Ukraine is one of our own. She is a Bwing native. Therese Healy joins me now on the line from Kiev, Hi, this, morning. Kiev this morning. Good, good, morning, good, to good morning to you, Madam Ambassador. Good morning to you, Madam Ambassador. Good morning, Patricia. Very glad to speak with you. Well, it's great. Congratulations on your appointment. Now, you're no stranger to travel for the Department of Foreign Affairs, and and I will touch on some of the countries you've been to in the past. But what is it like to be the first ambassador and to be setting up an embassy in a new country?
0: Well, first of all, I think it's a great honour for me to have that privilege um, it's very rare that you can open a new embassy and build up a team from from the ground up and also build networks. Um, so there's a huge task ahead of us, but it's a great honour to be given that, that opportunity by the department, by the minister and the cabinet. And really for us now, it's, it's, it's moving on with that role and identifying areas where we can best add value uh, for the country in our relationship with Ukraine.
1: And what do you see as your main role?
0: My main role is to uh, to really uh, ensure that Irish policy objectives here are understood and that we support Irish citizens living and travelling to Ukraine and the Irish companies that wish to do business here, that we give all that support uh, in a way that they hadn't before because we hadn't a resident embassy. But what we have to do is is do it in a very careful way, build up our networks and see then how best we can help uh, in connecting with the various government ministries, telling them very clearly about Irish objectives, including in the Security Council, because this year and next year we're on the council. And that means, you know, issues like Crimea, eastern Ukraine may come up in those kind of Mm contexts.
1: And do we have many Irish people living in the Ukraine at the moment, do you know?
0: Not so many. I think in the the region of about 200 or 300, some of them are working in regional and international organizations, such as the United Nations and the OSCE, which is monitoring the situation in eastern Ukraine. So some Irish citizens are really in those areas of the country where conflict is happening near them, or, or, very, um, or even, in fact, in the same area. So it's really making sure that we support um, those Irish citizens who have particularly challenging work environments.
1: And talk to me then about the cultural differences between, say, Ireland, say, uh, Cork in particular, and the Ukraine.
0: Ukraine. Well, I think there are quite a lot of similarities, actually. Uh, family, extended family, seems to be very valued here, and also uh, education. There's been something very striking I found here. Um, They do come from a different cultural background, but like Ireland, that ancient culture, and also wish to modernize and travel. So quite a number of Ukrainians travel to Ireland or did travel before COVID, you know, up to 5,000 every year. So there's a great appetite on the part of Ukrainians to travel and to work and meet um, other cultures. Um, but there are differences and for us it's to try to see what are those subtle differences and that means we can better work with them when we understand those cultural differences and vice versa.
1: Now I know you spend time in the past in, in Moscow. Would would Ukraine be very similar to Moscow?
0: Not really. I mean, they, they do have different, they have a shared history in the sense of that communist uh, Soviet um, um, Union era but Always, Ukraine has been noted for having a very independent um, mindset, and it also has. is very particular in that it had a great agricultural system, and it focused on that during Soviet times. Um, as I said, they always had a great emphasis on education, and they were always noted as being great entrepreneurs. Um, So they were quite different in that way. So I I think in every country, just like even in Ireland, if you go from county to county, there are differences. Mm -hmm. And so it's usually best when approaching any situation to treat everything as a very new experience and not kind of fall back on on any sort of ideas you might have about what it could be like. I think it's to come with really fresh and open perspectives and just learn, keep learning all the time about what is it that makes Ukrainian people Ukrainian? It's partially the language, it's their their beautiful, beautiful landscape, um, their food, their musical talents, and so on, and that kind of entre- entrepreneurial spirit that I've mentioned.
1: Now you have had a quite an interesting uh, life to date with the Department of Foreign Affairs and that you've travelled to many, many countries and I'm interested in talking to you about some of those. You were in Tokyo in 2002. That was when Ireland was in the World Cup.
0: Yes, that was wonderful because um, Japan at that time wasn't a place where you saw huge numbers of Irish tourists travelling. Um, and so it was just so lovely as somebody who was living there at that stage for a couple of years to see um, that sea of green on the subways and so on. And just how startled the Japanese were initially <laughs> um, and how they they grew to love the Irish. And we're very sorry when we went on then to Korea where we had less best <laughs> less, less, uh, luck there. I think we had our greatest, uh, um, uh, I think, accounts in, in, in Japan. But Japan was a wonderful posting and the Japanese people are just so so engaging and so honourable. I had a wonderful time there and I look back at that time with great affection.
1: You were also the first ever female Consulate General of Ireland in Shanghai. What were your highlights there?
0: I think the biggest one was dealing with the initial COVID issue because we were the first country... That where where that new um, you know COVID was a reality, and so we were we were beginning from this from the start in terms of how do we react to this? Quash you know we I I undertook to I set up our emergency plan, um, just activated that plan and really interacted very closely with the Irish community. Fortunately, a couple of years before that, we had an outreach program where we really went out to the community to learn more about where they were and how to stay in touch with them. And we really found that immensely helpful when we did need to connect with them and they to us. Because for a lot of that time, information wasn't very clear about what this... Um, virus would mean, and what um, and how people could protect themselves, and how they could leave um, for Ireland or for other locations. So there was a lot of communication with the Irish community, and so I'm very proud that my team really responded so well to that. Um, I also think about the other times, the the, the, the trade that we were doing with Shanghai. Um, and including core companies really benefiting from having a consulate there on the ground that could really help them understand those cultural differences you mentioned earlier and really push past those and, and have a real connection with their Chinese interlocutors. So it really, for me, was about deepening those relationships, the business relationships and the Irish community relationships in Shanghai. And then passing the baton to my colleague, who also happens now to be female.
1: Well, Well done. And you, so you go from Shanghai to Kiev, where you are now in the Ukraine. How long does your term as ambassador run?
0: It's a four year term. And so, uh, the first year or two I think will be taken up very much with the setting up of the embassy and the deep, and the building of those networks and really assessing the environment and seeing where we really want to go as a department in terms of engaging with different, um, organizations. So four years is a good time to really settle in to start developing some roots here as well. Because I'm also living uh, in the city, a resident of the city. And so you need time to really get to know any city.
1: Yeah, and it certainly is is really, really exciting times. And then, Therese, what about family here in Cork and how often do you get home?
0: Well, when I was in Asia, I, was, I managed to get home about twice a year. And now I'd expect, when things settle down here, to travel back a little bit more to home. Home, as you mentioned, is boing. And also um, on my mother's side, Clonakilty. So I spend time in two locations. And I've always, whether I was in college or in Dublin or abroad, I've always spent a lot of time when I could at home. Uh, I just love that reconnection um, to home. Boing is just a beautiful place, Mm. such lovely walks. And also the community is just fantastic. The same is true of Clonakilty. And uh, the one thing I am missing in particular is the sea. Um, there isn't a sea next to us. in cave, of course. <laughs> um, but you know, sometimes you don't get it all, and I'll appreciate all the all the more when I go back to visit. Uh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Will you be home for Christmas? No, yeah. I'm actually Christmas will be for my deputy. I think it's more important for um, my colleagues to have that opportunity to go home, um, and then I will go home and hopefully in January. Wow, well, uh, and then can talk to my family about having a late, a late celebration. Oh, that's
1: good. You, you sound like a great boss which is terrific. Listen it's been a real pleasure talking to you uh, Therese and we will keep in contact with you but the best of luck uh, in, in your appointment as ambassador to Ukraine. Ambassador to you.
0: Thank you very much and just congratulations to your own channel I think Patricia uh, I think for many people the last year and a half was so difficult but um, I know from speaking to family that your, your, your voice coming into their, into their rooms was really really helpful during the cocooning stage especially.
1: You're very kind thank you for that Therese and uh, you're thanks, you're uh, thanks for joining us uh, bye bye that is the ambassador to Ukraine and apologies there was a slight delay on the line there but that is Therese Healy a native of Boeing in North Cork. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands.